All right, we're looking at the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, now, the reason we're looking at it, remember, is because uh, if we're going to pass on our faith, if we're going to communicate our faith to other people, we need to be sure of these things. Not just kind of saying, yeah, we're, we're, we know it must have happened some, somewhere back there, because somebody somewhere is going to throw some questions at you that are going to, uh, going to catch you off guard. Uh, and it's one thing to believe something. It's another thing entirely to be able to back up that belief. And you ought to be able to back up that belief. Now, I understand that we can say, well, I just believe by faith. Right? Oftentimes, that's just a lazy way out, you know, that we're not actually coming to grips with the reality of that we have to uh, deal with and understand these things. And um, when it comes to the resurrection, we need to be in the place where we can give an answer for it. It is ridiculous to say that the resurrection didn't happen, that couldn't happen. There's way too much evidence uh, going into it to actually do that. Um, let's go down through it here. Um, does it really matter that Christ arose or not? The doctrine of the resurrection is central to the Christian faith. To deny it is to remove the keystone in the arch of Christianity. Without it, the crucifixion of our Lord would have been in vain, for it was the resurrection that validated and gave saving value to the atoning death. What did Paul say if Christ rose not from the dead? What did he say about us? Like, our faith is in vain. We are of all men most miserable. We're following foolishness if Christ didn't rise from the dead, right? <clears throat> the resurrection is a fact. The evidence of the Bible, uh, the account <clears throat> in John chapter 20. Now, the account that's given in the Bible of the resurrection has, you know, <clears throat> several things that just are <clears throat> ridiculous uh, if it wasn't true. I mean, <clears throat> when you tell a story, you automatically put a spin on it to show what a great guy you are. You, know, you just do that, you know? Uh, the heroes of, of, of the peace are the apostles. But in all honesty, the Bible records them as being faithless. It records them as being weak. It records them as being cowards. And um, they tell a, a disjointed story. Now, it comes together, but they, don't even, they haven't even gotten the, their act together uh, to, tell, uh, to, to tell the lie properly, if it was a lie. It's not a lie. It's the truth. You know, the, I, I watched something recently when they're interrogating a person. This is, you need to know this if you've ever been interrogated, right? That if you can give the story too clearly four or five times in exactly the same words, they know you've rehearsed it. You know, because you don't tell the story the same, in the same way unless you've actually um, <clears throat> rehearsed it. And so these guys are telling the story. We read through the accounts last week, and there's all kinds of different views and different sides on it, and it shows the disciples to be what they are. It shows them to be uh, weak people. There's the angel's testimony we just sang about, um, and then they stood at, at, at the tomb and they said, he is not here, he is risen. Come see where the body lay. And they, they, their testimony is saying that he was risen. Uh, the disciples' testimony, I mean, on, on the road to Emmaus, they, 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 their eyes are holding so they can't know him. And then he proceeds to explain to them from Scripture how all the things that have happened to him had to happen. Right? Uh, then there's the multitudes that saw him. And remember, <clears throat> above 500 people saw the Lord Jesus Christ. That's significant that that's recorded there. This wasn't something that was kind of hidden where everybody was hanging out hoping to see something, right? How, how many of you remember the moving statues in Ireland? It's a big deal. It's all over the newspapers, right? Uh, where was it? There were several around the country, weren't there? Was there one down in Cork? Ah, oh, there would have to be one down in Cork. <laughs> 
Balance But well, what happened was there were these statues that, you know, they moved. Right? And so throngs, crowds went to watch these statues of Mary and watch them in the light and watch them intently until eventually the statues moved. And the people saw them move. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't do anything. They didn't say anything. They just moved. Right? And, and everybody, man, it was big deal. You know, it was big phenomenon. Now, you know, when we're talking about the resurrection, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about countless numbers of times that Jesus was seen. He ate with them. Uh, they touched him. They, they felt him. He, they, he spent time with them. Right? So we're not looking at something that can just be cast off as, you know, um, <clears throat> some make-believe thing. Uh, the, 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 the accounts are too numerous uh, for that. Then there's the evidence from history. The church is founded upon the resurrection. Right? Now, just think for a second. Uh, the organization that we know as the church, the institution that we know as the church, was founded on the resurrection. After the resurrection, the whole thing broke loose. The day of Pentecost comes, the Holy Spirit comes, and the whole thing breaks loose. And they go around preaching about the resurrection. And it is powerful. Within 25 years, this new belief had spread as far as Rome. Everybody's getting to hear about this. You know, this, 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 this is really on the move. Uh, then there's the evidence of the empty tomb. The fact that the body was never found, in spite of their efforts, is significant. Remember, the, incredibly, the disciples hadn't caught in the fact that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. But the Pharisees had. The Pharisees, Pharisees knew he said he would, he, he would be raised again the third day. And so what they did was they set a guard on the tomb. And the Roman guard was supposed to actually make sure that he didn't uh, come out of the tomb, that the body wasn't stolen. But in spite of that, the tomb was empty the next morning. And they never found the body. Now, for the Pharisees, the easiest way to put an end to the whole deal that was so annoying to them was just to produce the body. Just produce the body and the whole deal's off. There's, there's no Christianity. But they couldn't produce it. Uh, it's never been found. And the reason is that we know that it's in heaven with the Lord Jesus right now. Uh, <clears throat> the resurrection is a fact of history. Men do not reject the resurrection because there is insufficient evidence. Rather, they reject the evidence because they deny the resurrection. Now, understand this, because uh, this will help you. That <clears throat> people start with from <clears throat> a predisposition towards truth. What were they going to go with it? People look at truth and they look at it, and before they've even looked at it, they either believe it or they don't believe it. And so they're going to look at it and they're going to come out the other end of it not believing it. Now you've been in those conversations where you've explained something to somebody and you've, you've explained it reasonably, logically, calmly, and at the end of it all, uh, they've said to you, well, I don't believe that. And the reason is they've made a choice not to believe that. They've made a choice not to trust that. People don't deny the resurrection because there's not enough evidence. That's not their problem. The reason they deny the, the, <clears throat> is that they reject the evidence because they deny the resurrection. The resurrection, if it's accepted, is foundational truth to us, but it's life-changing truth. There's no going back from that. If Jesus really walked out of the tomb, that was it. The whole deal is done. He is God. And what he says is true, and all the other religions of the world are wrong, and we've got to do it his way. There's, there's no other way around it. 
you know, it, it, it's done. If we accept that truth, you know, the questions are all uh, taken away. The French infidel René said, I would not believe Jesus rose even if I saw it, and at least he was honest. Uh, that's perfectly in keeping with what Jesus said in Luke 16:31. Remember, he, he said, they would not believe even though somebody came from the dead. They have the word, if they won't believe that, they wouldn't believe. Because why? Because they were predisposed not to believe. They had decided not to believe. That's why you have such a hard time with somebody. It doesn't mean they're finished and there's no hope for them, because the Holy Spirit can break through that stuff. But people don't believe because they won't believe. Remember, believing is not something I can or I can't do. Believing is something I'm accountable for. How can I be accountable for something I can't do? God holds them accountable for not believing. Right? He's going to take vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he holds them accountable for it. It's not a case of he's holding them accountable for something they can't do. He's holding them accountable for something they won't do. And you understand that, that when people are fighting against these truths, they have an agenda, they have a reason why they're fighting against them. It's not a case of uh, they just can't believe them. Right? <clears throat> we see the resurrection as a fact. Um, <clears throat> let's look quickly at some of the theories that are used in the attempt to deny the resurrection. It's only to be expected that Satan would want to discredit the resurrection. Not real? I mean, <clears throat> the resurrection is the, uh, you know, is the, the nail in his coffin. It's the thing that showed him to be the loser and Christ to be the victor. Up to the point of the resurrection, he thought he had it, but after the resurrection, I mean, it was done. It was a done deal. It was over. He was finished. And um, at this stage, the best he can do is cast doubt upon the resurrection. And so there's all kinds of theories and um, all kinds of ideas that would uh, lead people to believe that it didn't happen, but none of them Stand up when it comes down to it. Right? First one is that the disciples stole the body. Well, that's very reasonable in some ways. Right? That the disciples would steal the, steal the body. They would actually go and take it. That's what they would have expected. That's what they expected. That's why they put the guard on the tomb. Because they expected the disciples to come and steal his body and kind of prove that what he said was true. Right? There are problems with it, though. Um, it was not possible for these guys to do it. Let me show you, go, go to this side here. The, the stone that, that covered the tomb, now it didn't look like this, right? This is a nice clean cut stone. But the stone that, that covered the tomb was a stone that would have been rolled into place. Right? Uh, it was t one to two tons of a stone. Now it's not that the disciples couldn't actually have removed it because men could remove them and they blocked the stone obviously to get in and out of the tomb but it wasn't easy to do and it wasn't something you did on the quiet you know did you ever try and open a door on the quiet without anybody hearing you opening the door i mean everything uh, that can creak creaks and everything that can make noise makes noise so <clears throat> to say that the disciples came uh, and <clears throat> and stole uh, the body means they would have had to while the uh, guards were asleep, come and roll back that stone and take him out of it. I mean, that wasn't possible. Do you, do you, do you know that a Roman, a Roman soldier, if he fell asleep on duty, uh, it was his life? R Rome was, was harsh. It was fierce. 
Uh, it ruled uh, a huge world from a tiny people, and it ruled with fear. And they put fear in their own soldiers as well. So, you know, to think that these guys could have actually gotten in there, gotten the body out while the soldiers were asleep is just not on. It's not possible, right? <clears throat> um, secondly, they would not have been so dramatically changed by what they knew to be a lie. Imagine, so they, they, they steal the body. They take Jesus off and they bury him somewhere else. And then they're going to come back and they're going to get all fired up about this truth and go and tell everybody about it. Risk their lives. Be fired. You know, that's not reasonable. That doesn't happen. That doesn't make sense. Uh, they certainly would not have laid down their lives for what they knew to be a lie. There's no way they would have done. You know, guys, you know, pe people will, will lie to protect themselves. People will lie for gain. But, you know, <clears throat> nobody's going to give their lives to protect a lie. Why would you do it? If it wasn't true, it wasn't true. That's not taken into account either, the fact that they were so discouraged when Jesus died. They hadn't been expecting it. Uh, they were so discouraged. They, they, their thought was just, man, it's over. We're finished. The whole deal is finished. Everything's off. We're not the great people we thought we were. We're not going to be those great people we thought we were. Uh, the whole thing is over. So th th there, there was no way that these poor guys were going to be able to actually step up and take the body of Jesus out of the tomb. It's just, it's, it, it's not reasonable for us to, uh, to think of that. Um, <clears throat> Let me read you a quote from George Hansen. Um, he says, It seems clear that subscribing to the stolen body theory means climbing a mountain of implausibilities. In short, while the difficulties of belief may be great... As noted, author George Hansen pointed out in The Resurrection and the Life, the absurdities of unbelief are greater. What's he saying there? He's saying, listen, it's more reasonable to believe than it is uh, not to believe, uh, as far as that's concerned. Um, <clears throat> you know, it would have taken bravery. Anybody under any impression that the disciples were particularly brave at this point? They watched their hero die. Uh, <clears throat> One of the first eyewitnesses on the scene of the empty tomb reported that the linen wrappings from Jesus' body were present and the grave cloth that covered his head were neatly folded. Can you imagine? You're stealing a body. You take the grave clothes off. And while the, while the centurions are outside waiting, what you do is you, you wrap them up and fold them and put them in place. Um, <clears throat> They were skeptical when they heard about the empty tomb. <clears throat> From all indications, they were not expecting an empty, empty tomb, much less plotting to steal Jesus away. Um, and then, why would the men that had run away when he died suddenly decide to go back and steal his body? None of it makes sense. Right? <clears throat> uh, there's no way the, the disciples stole the body. Um, then this, the, the, the next one, that Jesus never died. That, that, that's called the swoon theory. Right? That what happened was that Jesus was on the cross, but he didn't really die. They took him down off the cross. They brought him and they put him in the nice, cool, damp tomb. And after a while, he woke up, uh, shook off his uh, grave clothes, pushed back the two-ton stone, uh, walked out past the um, <clears throat> guards and just walked away. That's ridiculous. 
That's a totally ridiculous story. You, the, the centurion with experience in crucifixion gave Christ a death there. It's almost as though God wanted it to be known uh, that that couldn't happen. Because remember, uh, Pilate, when they, when, when uh, Joseph came looking for the for the body of uh, of Jesus, he said, "Is he dead?" And he sent and he got the uh, the soldier and he got a, a first-hand report of what had happened, because he was he marvelled that Jesus was dead so quickly. And um, what the guy had done is, in order to prove that he was dead, remember the two thieves had their legs broken, then they couldn't breathe, and they would die rapidly because it was the Sabbath day the next day. And um, the, um, uh, when, they, when they came to Jesus, there was no need because he was already dead. Now, how would they have known he was dead at that stage? Leighton. Okay. But, but the, that was kind of the tester. The, they knew he was dead because he wasn't breathing. You, 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 the other guys are hauling themselves up to gasp their breath. Jesus has stopped doing that. And you can't breathe, you know, when your arms are up and you're down low like that. So, you know, he was gone. The, the, the centurion knew it. He'd stop breathing. But just to be sure, he plunged the, uh, the spear into the side of Jesus and he brought, up, brought forth blood and water. And listen, this guy was experienced in death. He knew Jesus was dead. There was no way that Jesus was going to uh, come back from this. It was over. Right? Now, even it, we'll say, though, let's admit the possibility that maybe he wasn't dead. Right? Um, after all he had been through, how did he get out of the grave clothes? I read one account where they said that, um, they brought 75 pounds of ointment. And they wrapped Jesus in the ointment and bandages. And it would set. You know, when Lazarus came forth from the tomb, he told him, he said, loose him and let him go. Because Lazarus couldn't loose himself. And Jesus couldn't have loosed himself from the grave clothes to come forth from the tomb. But, but we'll say he had. We'll say by some miracle he slipped out of the grave clothes. Now, listen, he is... He's a hospital case at very best. He's right on the door of death. You know, there's no way you come back from you know, the flogging he had gotten, the carrying the cross, the, 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 the hours hanging there. There's no way you come back from that and just kind of shake it off. That's impossible. Um, you know, so how is he going to move this stone? There's no way. How, how can he possibly move the stone? Um, how could he have convinced his disciples that he was the conqueror of death? It kind of doesn't, the, the, the picture doesn't make sense. Does it? Jesus you know, falls in the door and says, I've conquered death. No, no, no. It's totally impossible. You know, um, nothing of it makes sense because nothing of the excuses makes sense because Jesus didn't uh, swoon. He died. He was completely dead. He was dead. Everybody knew he was dead, and there was, there was no way uh, <clears throat> around it. Now, some say it was just a hallucination. Again, you know, <clears throat> at face value, that bears some merit. Okay, people have imagined things. People, uh, <clears throat> you know, hallucinate and see things that didn't happen, and they're sure they happened, and... You know, that kind of stuff happens, but 
The hallucination, the disciples were expecting him to rise, so they just thought he did. Well, the last thing they were expecting was the resurrection. You know, read the accounts. When Jesus died, they thought it was over. There was no way they expected him to rise again. Look at Luke 18, 34. Let's read from verse 31 because we'll come back to it again. Um, then he took unto, unto him the twelve, and he said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered into the, unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully entreated, and spitted on, and they shall scourge him and put him to death, and the third day he shall rise again. And they understood none of these things, and this saying was hid from them, neither knew they the things which were spoken. They didn't get it at all. They, they, they weren't expecting. Uh, they weren't looking for a hallucination. They weren't all standing around uh, the tomb waiting for the stone to move and thinking maybe it did. Did it shake or, or did it? That wasn't what was happening here. You know, these guys ran away and they went into hiding because they thought after watching Jesus die, they were next. So they went into hiding. There was no way they were expecting it. <clears throat> How did the hallucination last so long? How come 500 people saw the same vision at one time? 500 people saw it. You know, what about the fact that he ate with them? You know, the fish went in his mouth and it was gone. What about the fact that they actually touched him? That Thomas could put his hands in his side, his hand in his side, and his finger in his hands. What about those things? I mean, this doesn't bear the marks of a hallucination at all. There's, there's no way you can attribute, attribute it to a, a, a hallucination. Uh, he, he appeared to Mary, Mary of Magdala. Uh, he appeared to the women returning from the tomb. He appeared to Peter. Uh, to two followers on the road to Emmaus, to the disciples and a number of others, uh, to, to the disciples including Thomas, to seven disciples by the Sea of Galilee, to more than 500 followers, to James, uh, his brother, to the 11 disciples at his ascension. Uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. None of it, none of it actually follows through or, 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 or comes through. Now, any questions in your minds that we can try and uh, help with? Because you need to be able, some truths you need to be able to stand on like a rock and not have a shadow of doubt in your mind. Because the enemy will, will exploit the doubt. Understand this, by the way. When somebody comes to the place where they believe, really believe, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they're going to get saved. You know, listen, for somebody to believe, yeah, listen, Jesus Christ is God. He died on the cross for me. He rose again, but I'm not going to get saved. I prefer to go to hell. It's, it's not impossible, but I tell you what, it's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, illogical and unreasonable for somebody to do. And when somebody comes to the place where they're convinced of the res resurrection, I mean, that's it, they're gone. You find somebody who won't get saved, and they're, go they're going to have a, <clears throat> have a problem there because the resurrection is way too important. It makes them God. Any questions on it? We've all got it, yes? Amen?
I am. Uh, <clears throat> all right, then. Uh, let's finish off, and <clears throat> we will we'll go to prayer, right? Uh, the accomplishments of the resurrection, it fulfilled prophecy and proved that Jesus was telling the truth. Remember, he kept saying he was going to die. We just read it uh, in Luke. He kept saying he was going to die and rise again. What kind of a prophet would he be having said that if he didn't? False prophet. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead after saying he would, nothing of anything that he said could be trusted. It, it, it couldn't be just. By the way, one of the other things too. Um, if Jesus, you know, uh, swooned, came out of the tomb, got well, and went away into hiding, that just didn't fit with anything to do with him at all either. Right? So he fulfilled the prophecy. He said he would die, he would be buried, and he would rise again, and he did that. It proved that he was God. Romans one four. Uh, says that he was declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection. That what God did was, God said, this is my Son. And he did it through the resurrection. Uh, it demonstrated that God was satisfied with the sacrifice of the cross. I mean, that the sacrifice had been, the price had been paid for sin, and Jesus rose from the dead. It was done. The deal was done. It was finished. And it assures all men of the judgment. Look at Acts 17, 31. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. What's he saying? He's saying, listen, the assurance for all men is, I raised my son from the dead. He's going to be the judge. You need to get saved. That's what the cross and the resurrection say. They say you need to get saved. And... Um, <clears throat> We need to declare that truth and understand that, listen, it is the truth that, that changes lives. Satan? Yeah. And you see, that testimony of changed lives, it's just, I mean, look, <clears throat> people getting caught, get caught up in all kinds of things that are wrong. But <clears throat> they don't do the things the disciples did. They don't do the things Paul did. I mean, Paul's life is so radically changed by an encounter with Jesus that he, trans he changes the way he's going completely and he lives a life that's tough knowing he's going to lose it for what he's doing. See, it does not make sense to doubt the resurrection. Really, it's one of those points where you've know, you, you got to actually come to the place where what you believe is not some ridiculous fairy tale from the Bible. What you believe is the reasonable truth. By the way, when it comes to evolution, I know they laugh you to scorn. But when you believe that God made the world in seven days, and six days and rested on the seventh day, you're actually standing on, you know, what's logical and reasonable to actually believe. What they believe is not actually logical and reasonable. They're not going to see that way, see it that way. But don't let yourself be pushed uh, by, by these thoughts. All right, anybody else? Father in heaven, we thank you for this evening. Thank you, Lord, for these that have come. 
to, to, to worship you. And Lord, I do pray that you would take this truth and you would apply it to our hearts, Lord, that you would bury it deep in our hearts, that you would have us, Lord, stand for this truth, and Lord, that we would not let the enemy shake us loose on it, but that, Lord, we would hold to the truth and hold to your hand and your power and understand that that is exactly what happened. And Lord, may we be convincers of others. In Jesus' name, amen.